we are a band of brothers, diverse yet unified, aligned to pursue the truth, resolute in our commitment. We are stronger together, and you are one of us. This is the Brotherhood Podcast. Brothers, welcome to the podcast. I'm Evan Uitaki. I have Matt Schrader here with me as always. Today we get to jump in and break down uh, or recap our August breakfast with Brandon Murphy. Matt, I know that uh, I know that these are always fun to kind of connect on, and, and it's an opportunity for us to dig a little bit deeper into kind of what happened at the breakfast. And, and as always, Brandon brought the heat. He was uh, on fire. Uh, I always love hearing from Brandon. Brandon spoke to our group before, and uh, I think he brings a lot of experience uh, from the business world, which is really cool. Uh, and in my opinion, I, and we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit, he kind of models what I would uh, classify as kingdom business, and I'm sure you've heard that terminology before. But uh, I, I feel like he, he kind of breaks down a, a kind of step-by-step guide in, in terms of like how they they kind of do it at Nelson. And I, I think it's really cool. The other kind of thing that jumped out at me uh, really quickly was their slogan, will make a believer out of you. I never put the two things together. And yeah. <laughs> And it was like, as he was talking and as he was saying some of his stuff, I'm like, man, like what a cool way to like be subtle with some stuff, but to mean potentially two things. And then, you know, he comes in and, and, and speaks to the, the brotherhood group. And I'm just like, man, there's like, I'm not even thinking about it. And, and he's, he's already kind of uh, pulling back the curtain a little bit in, ter- in terms of what they do and, and, and how they incorporate you know, their faith into their business and really being kind of a light for the community and and light in the business world. So uh, I'm really excited to jump into this. So Matt, say hello to everybody. How are you doing? Good to see you again, as always. Hello, hello. Everything is great. Of course, summer's wrapping up. So for me, that means we're heading into the fall. Window cleaning, power washing is still strong. So that's what I do every day. It means the the same thing for everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Fall, right. fall comes next for everybody. <laughs> All right, yeah, good point, good point, good point. Um, yeah, I guess I, I guess sometimes I still think it's funny you're saying that because the reason I think that way is because summer to fall when I was coaching football, there's a big difference. Mm. So summer would wrap up in August right about now. Right. So I still feel it. Like it's been a 11, 12, 13 years. I still feel it in my bones. Like, oh, the transition. Now my Now it's like... I'm telling, I'm actually not even telling you. I'm telling myself that because I, my, my body wants to say, Hey, things are going to get busier. You're not going to sleep for several months. You're going to work seven days a week. You're going to do this, that, and the other. I'm actually not, nothing's going to change in my schedule at all, but I have to remind (laughs) myself of that because I did it for so long. So anyway, there you go. I just opened up the uh, curtain so you can see how my mind works. Not that you wanted to, but there you go. (laughs) Well, uh, Brandon, yes, Brandon killed it. You know, he, he really lives a Christian life. So then it funnels into his business and he operates his business. Like you mentioned that King on those kingdom properties, his business ends up flowing differently. And then I can say a lot for Mr. Nelson, the original, um, you know, Brandon is, was hired by Mr. Nelson years ago, but Bob Nelson, Bobby Nelson, I've known him by several different monikers. I've known him since I was 20, I think maybe 19. I sat in a class that he taught at a church, another church I was going to at the time and got to know him there. And we still get to connect every once in a while. 
But that guy's the real deal. And, you know, his slogan, make a believer out of you, I heard that years ago, that that was a, you know, kind of a two-meaning deal. And, it, I mean, he's he is the real deal when it comes to a Christian businessman, walks the walk, talks the talk, has a strong reputation in that. And as you can see from the stories, when you listen to that podcast, there's a lot of stories where he's direct and branded, hey, we're going to believe God for this. We're going to do things that are contrary to what our world would do, but they work in the kingdom. And that's what makes listening to anybody that has high-level leadership at the Nissan Auto Group or Nelson Auto Group, anybody speak from that pocket. It's a tremendous impact and influence on a Christian who's trying to do a business in a kingdom way. Yeah, I think the really interesting thing, because uh, obviously you're talking about Bob Nelson. I'm thinking of a guy who, who's kind of mentored me a little bit, and, and Ted Robertson, who's also very, very active in terms of living out your faith and 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 really trying to bring up that next generation in in terms of like Christ, Christian businessmen, like I I think of of Ted, just some of the stories of him, uh, you know, that I've heard, and just my own personal experience with him, just really kind of putting that other person first, and 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 leading by uh, essentially what Brandon was talking about, which is you know looking at people instead of transactionally, but looking at them in terms of like what does God want for these people, and really right. having that 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 motivation of God, give me your eyes, allow me to see what you see in people, allow me to love like you love. And I, th- I think that there's a tension between like, like full, full blown surrender. Right. And then there's also full blown trusting in God. I think in a full blown surrender situation, you know, or, uh, did I, did I say that right? Full blown. So you got surrender, trusting God, I think those are so those are on the same end of the spectrum. I think it's self-reliance. Sorry. I okay, messed yeah. myself up. So you got self-reliance and then you got full-blown surrender and trusting in God. That makes a lot more sense. Uh when you're in self-reliance mode, you are basically the person that has to provide. And I think that's kind of the role that we get in as men, right? That we have to provide for our family, we have to provide for ourselves, we need to, you know, be the protection. We need to uh make the money, we need to uh lead by example. We got to do all these things. So there's kind of that part of, of what we're trying to do. And so to surrender and trust God is not natural to us. It's, it kind of goes against the grain because we feel like we need to do these things. But if we are trusting in God, then we can basically go to him, acknowledge him and say, hey, God, I need your eyes in this situation. I need the ability to see others how you see them. Some of that stuff doesn't matter anymore. That survival stuff doesn't matter anymore uh, or it's not the loudest voice. Because now you're caring about other people. You're trusting in God. You're saying, hey, God, uh, I believe that you have the best for me. I believe that you'll provide for me. I believe that, you know, if I follow you, if I put you first, everything else will take care of itself. And I think that when we are in that alignment with God, that we are able to be intentional with those relationships with other people. We're able to take the time when it's not easy, when you got a lot of other stuff going on, to have those deeper conversations with people and care, uh, to ask people, how are you doing, and really mean it, as opposed to just you know opening up a conversation. And so I, I love how Brandon's talking about some of this stuff and, and modeling some of this stuff, because again, going back to the, the kingdom business, he, he said something to the effect of, like we're we're a uh, like our business is a front for really for for discipleship and ministry. It's not necessarily that you know we we're a car dealership. We are, but the car dealership is the excuse to allow us to have relationships with people, to have 
conversations with people. And when you're able to do that from a customer standpoint, from an employee standpoint, and everything in between, I think that that's where the the guys that I look up to and, and the people that are successful uh, in kingdom business and in, in business in general are they're able to have that that relationship first mentality in because they can trust in God and they know God's heart they know the character of God and they're trying to trying to model that they're trying to be that reflection of Christ and I think that that's really awesome um, and I love how how we talked about it. I know we'll get a little bit deeper into that but I, I kind of want to give you a, a little bit of space to respond to that because I think that man there's just just in what he's currently doing without going into what he actually spoke about in the breakfast, it's like, it's all meshing together for me. And I really love it. Well, what we lack sometimes, or what we lack in our culture is people who are living kingdom type living without it, while it not being separate. So meaning running Nelson auto group is worship for him. It is a thing that, he does as worship to God. So they become the same thing. It's not these two separate lives. And I'm sure you've heard that as well, where it's not a spiritual life or a Christian life. And then I got my regular life over here. I'm spiritual on Sunday, but then I'm regular throughout the week. Like they're meshed together and they're the same. To me, that was the first step I had to take, or at least I saw that they were doing. I wasn't, is that both of those lives were the same. He just lived out his spiritual life as a business owner. And I think that's where their impact comes, where you get limited on your impact is when you have church on Sunday and influence on Sunday spiritually, but then you go to work and just, you don't ever consider that that is spiritual influence as well. So that's what I see those guys as mentors to me is I think, man, the guys I'm working with, my, the guys I hire, the clients we work with, like, am I impacting them in a way that is spiritual and godly, but not this cookie cutter a sticky kind of feel that Christians throw out there a lot. This like coined phrases or this idea that like I got to put on this front as a Christian, if you know I'm a Christian, when when you just live it out, I don't have to go say special phrases to you because my life as a Christian is just different. Maybe in an understandable, conceivable way, maybe not. Maybe it's just different in a way that people can't quite understand, but subconsciously they can pick it up. Oh, well, I, I do want to separate that a little bit because, uh, you know, part of what, what Brandon did talk about is, you know, acknowledging God. So, you know, some of those Christian phrases like you would talk about would be like, like what he's saying, glory to God. Like, you know, a lot of those instances where we're, we're pointing back, I don't, I don't think that, that that part of it, like, I know what you're saying, but at the same time, I, I feel like there is kind of separating viewpoints in terms of that, because I do think we do need to, to acknowledge. And I think that we do need to constantly point back because in, in my opinion, the more that I do that, the less uh, opportunity I have to get in the way. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if that's my mentality, like I'm, my thoughts are going to follow my words and my actions are going to follow all that too. So I, I feel like in some capacity, we do need to be saying those things because if we're not saying those things, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to naturally turn back inward as opposed to God, I trust you. God, I, I, I'm putting myself in this situation. Uh, because I know that you're going to work through it. I'm going to intentionally spend this time because I want to hear what you have to say to this person. I want to, I want to, I just want to be a vessel. I just want to be that, that kind of person. So there's definitely that part of it. But going back to kind of what you were saying earlier, though, that the, the two lives into ones, I think for guys, it's definitely, uh, we're really good at compartmentalizing. Mm. We're, we're really good at 
basically saying, okay, from this time period to this time period, I'm this person. So I'm the boss at work from this time period to this time period. I'm a father for this time period to this time. I'm going to church for this time period to this time period. I like, I just don't care at all. I just want to rest. I just want to veg out. I just want to do whatever. So like whatever's going on in those situations, I'm not thinking about anything else than the moment that I'm, I'm currently in. And I think that for, for, for what Brandon's doing and what, what he's modeling and what he's encouraging us, the, the path that he's encouraging us to go is to not compartmentalize. Let your let who you are and, and, and what you believe and your relationship with God be the same and permeate throughout your every interaction that you have, as opposed to Monday through Friday, eight to five. This is this is who I am at work. And then on Sundays from 10 a.m. to 1145 you know, I'm raising my hands and praising Jesus. I, I think that if we get to that, which we've talked about in the past, the real, the real Jesus experience, the, the, the follower of Christ, the discipleship mode, the active pursuit of including God in everything that you do, which is really difficult, uh, or sorry, difficult. Uh, I guess it's difficult. I, I think it's, again, it goes, it's not natural. It's not my natural go-to. So I think we just need to be constantly pointed back in that direction and constantly reminded of, hey, this is a situation where, uh, you know, I had a great guy that's doing a pretty good job of modeling that for us, that's giving us a peek behind the curtain in terms of, you know, how he does this at his business and how he keeps things uh, forward uh, or keeps Christ, his life Christ centered. Then there's definitely a lot of things that I can glean and learn from that. And that's definitely what 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 I want to do. So. You know, the big part of that, and I kind of want to jump into like his three points, because I think his three points help us uh, separate the the living two different lives, if you will, versus the the living one life. So the first point that he has is acknowledge God in your relationships. Um, you know, that's that's something that I think we've been talking about a little bit here, but I think. I think the difference and the one point that I want to kind of hone into a little bit is that he's waiting for the invitation. I think it was how he put it, how Brandon put it. He's waiting for us to ask him into those relationships. He's asking, he's waiting for us. He's not going to just basically say, okay, like, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you to say this to this person now. Like God's not going to do that. What, what God's going to be doing is, is he's going to be looking at your heart. He's going to be looking at your motivations and if you allow him into kind of what's going on, I think that that's where he'll move. And that's where you're going to really see the, the, the character of God come out in that, as opposed to, you know, getting into a situation where you're just dealing with people and they're draining you and, and you're just, you just, you, you just like, I don't want to be around people anymore. Like God, obviously God's not going to, you know, tell you to talk to somebody in, in that moment because you haven't invited them in. If anything, you're, you're kind of giving them all the reasons why you don't want to be involved with that person. But I, I think that when we're looking at relationships and I'll even say brotherhood, cause I think brotherhood can be a big like uh, part of this and, and really a, a microchasm of relationship, because I think it's good to have good brotherly relationships that I, I've often heard you know, if you help others achieve what they want to achieve, naturally you'll achieve what you want to uh, achieve. They're, they're going to turn around and help you. I think that's true for brotherhood. I think that's true for um, just in general loving on people. And I think that's how you can continue to trust in God because you know that if I'm 
I have a servant mentality and I'm investing in other people and I'm treating other people like God would, would treat them that naturally that stuff is going to reciprocate. I'm not doing it because I want the reciprocation, but naturally that's automatically going to happen. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. No, that's on point. That's spot on with what I think Brandon's modeling, what I've seen him model, what he would say if he was sitting right here. And I think it's what the challenge becomes with being a Christian at work or bringing Christ to work. You know, I'm still in that phrase right now from what Pastor Witt's talking about in Ephesians. If you heard the message, I think it was a couple weeks ago, he talked about the difference between being a Christian at work and then bringing Christ to work and understanding that God's presence dwells with you. I think you're hitting the nail on the head when it comes to that kind of living. You know, you mentioned even kind of struggle with the wording on, is it simple? Is it hard? Is it difficult? It's like, it's one of those simple things that are hard to execute because it requires, you know, the go-to is probably pride here, but it requires our own self, putting our own self out there, changing our own self perspective. It's I I wouldn't even say that anybody in our circle or you are saying that I, I want to take the credit. It's just reshifting that perspective in your soul that it's like, okay, God is moving through me to work this and practicing that mentality and that idea, that lens that you look through. That becomes the hard part because it's unpracticed. You're not, and I think you even said this, you're just not used to it. It's not something our natural way, that's what you said, it's not our natural way. So it becomes practicing a new way. It's like trying to use your left hand to write. It's, you could probably learn how to do it, but it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am actually right left-handed, so that that one's no problem for me. <laughs> Are you really? Oh man, what a, talk about yeah. coincidence, man! Actually, the funny that, thing is, I that think I'm actually works. right-handed because I kick right-footed mm-hmm. and I bat right-handed. But I also learn by seeing, and so the person that taught me to write was left-handed, so I just mirrored what they did. So I just have never really tried to write right-handed. I mean, I've done it a little bit, but it's not anything to. Uh, get too excited about because really at this point all I need to sign is my name I really am not writing too many notes and I am never more reminded of that when I sign a birthday card or a going away card or any kind of card and I'm trying to write like three sentences to somebody and I'm just like this is the most painful thing I've had to do <laughs> why true. am why am I even still picking up a pencil at this point but uh, that's all. It's true. Why don't they, they, they need like a digital screen that you can just tap. <laughs> oh, well, what you don't, say. don't you do that. that. Facebook makes it so you easy. See, you, if you, if I sign, a, you know, sign with my finger, it's even worse. It's literally like a squiggle. I don't, I don't know who, <laughs> who we're fooling. If somebody wants to steal my identity, they can steal that signature pretty easily. I think we're off topic here, but I appreciate you bringing uh, up my left-handedness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Completely unintended. But here we are. Here we are. Well, again, oh, I get your point, though. It's, it isn't natural, but it can be learned. But I think the important part about it is, again, the intentionality of it. And I think that what Brandon's pointing us back to is, like, we need to be intentional. And I think, I think a big part of what he was also saying is it may not be, in, it, it may not be natural now, but I think it becomes natural the more you pursue Christ, right? So... Uh, he, he talked about Second Corinthians five seventeen. Those who are in Christ are a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are come new. That part of that, I think, is like there's an there's an inward work that's happened, 
and then it kind of works its way outward. I, I've heard that uh, expression about baptism too. It's a, it's an outward demonstration of an inward work that's already happened. I think that when you mm, when you begin to pursue Christ and you 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 start going down that path, it's it 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 changes you. It, it may not be immediate, but that does your desires change, your motivations change, and some of that is the intentionality of like saying, okay, like if I'm going to truly follow Christ like show me the character of like, what did he model for us? And, and, and how do I start surrounding myself with that? Those kinds of people, like that's brotherhood. And as you do that, you're going to start to take on those traits. You're going to have similar mindsets and you're going to be in that situation where it's like, Hey, I do want to help others to the extent of his second point, which is acknowledging God and your resources, your resources are your most valuable things. So that's your time and your money, right? So uh, you know, the, the money part of that, the giving part of that, you know, that's a, that's a whole nother conversation, but the time part, uh, that's one of the things that like I've intentionally been, been working on is specifically spending time, uh, reading the Bible and praying. Uh, I, I don't know how many people who listen to this actually listen to some of the, the Sunday services from church on the move, but, uh, I, I believe it was kind of some of the summer in the Psalms, messages that Witt had, that he was just really kind of talking about, you know, spending time with God and pursuing God and, and, and really kind of pursuing God in the way that, that God has kind of outlined it for us. And, and there's so much good content there. I, I really encourage you to go back and, and listen to, to those if you can, but really just making that time to read, read the word. Uh, I think Witt said something to the effect of, like God wrote a book, right? So the, the way that we can get to know him is, is reading a book. So if people are like, well, I don't like books. Well, that's, that's kind of too bad because that's the way God chose to communicate with us. So kind of suck it up, buddy. Like, like how, how, how valuable is your faith that you're like, yeah, I totally believe it that Christ died for me and can heal me and can provide for me and do all this stuff. But you know what, since you wrote a book, I'm just really not going to read that. Like, I'm not really into that. Like, it doesn't really work that way. I, I feel like we're in some capacity, we're a little bit spoiled in terms of like, I'll just wait for the movie to come out. I'll just do X, Y, and Z. You know, is there an audio book that's got, you know, Morgan Freeman re reading Genesis to me? I'll, I'll take that. No, <laughs> he wrote a book. Yeah. Read the book. Have a, have a, have a tangible experience with that because that's a big part of everything that you're doing. So we're talking about acknowledging God in our resources, and, and, and that's time and money. The last one that that he spoke about was acknowledging God in what we say. And we touched on this a little bit, right? Like the whole words have power, like acknowledging God in what you do. I, I think some of this, some of this, some of this conversation that we need to have with ourselves, I, you know, I, I'm thinking about my own personal situation is do do I wanna say, like if somebody's like, hey man, really like really, really like your house. It's awesome. It's, it's beautiful. And I'm like, well, glory to God. Like, <laughs> like that just doesn't come naturally to me. But at the same time, I'm like, glory to God, right? Like, you know, but for, but for Christ in some of these situations, you know, how, how much of myself has accomplished the things like, you know, I'm, I'm following the path, but God created me, right? He gave me the gifts and talents that I have that to be in a situation where I could potentially, you know, earn the kind of money to have a house like this. So yeah, glory to God. I just, I just need to kind of, again, and you mentioned it, get away from the, the pride part of it, the, the part where it's, you're in that situation and you're going like, 
these are my accomplishments. This is what it means for me to be successful. This is what it means. Like, you know, I'm, I'm looking at what Matt's doing over here. I'm, I'm looking at, uh, you know, what Johnny's doing over there and, and I'm comparing myself and saying, Oh man, like if I could only drive that car or have that house or do those things, like then I'd be successful. And, and I think that when we're in a situation, where we're just acknowledging God in all of it. I feel like a lot of that goes away. We're, we're not in a situation where comparison really matters because I serve a God who cares about me, who has my well-being in mind, my family's well-being in mind. That's really all that matters. And so, yeah, glory to God for all the other stuff because he, he's, he's been able to bless us. And, and, you know, just thinking even in the, the, the country that we live in, the times that we're in right now, you know, as, as crappy as things feel in some capacity, it is way better than probably a lot of other times in history. So, you know, glory to God for that, for the, for those kinds of situations. I think it's, it, it, it should be something that is more natural. And really, I think the bigger part of it is when we're acknowledging that, we can then reflect Christ to other people. And I, I think that that's really the important part of it is kind of making those statements that allows people to kind of go, I wonder what he meant by that. Because I'll tell you what, I had a friend who like something happened and he's like, oh man, thank the universe that this has happened. Thank the universe that X, Y, and Z, like basically like instead of saying glory to God, he was acknowledging the the universe and, and everything else that, that had accomplished that. And it made me kind of, turn my head a little bit and be like, all right, what do you, what do you mean by that? Like, I, I'm really curious to where your thought process goes with that. And I, th I think that the alternate can be true if we're acknowledging Christ and we're constantly pointing back to him. I think people are naturally going to be drawn to that. There'd be some that would be repelled, but at the same point, like it's, it's not my job to uh, turn a person's heart. All, all my job is, is to point people to Christ. And if I can do that, and it's some of it is just acknowledging my words and recognizing that in, in the situations and the relationships that I have, that God is able to, through me, love on other people, and I'm able to point and direct people back to him. That's, it's a heavy responsibility, but I love that Brandon's really given some great examples of how, how we can model that and how he's currently modeling that through what they do at, at, at Nelson. Yeah, I have difficulty with the phrases and the colloquialisms and like actually landing a practical effort so that my words acknowledge who God is and the impact he's made in my life. And he, you know, he always makes up the gap. There's my efforts and then there's where I need to be. And he's always that little space in between without fail. And that's where my glory to God moments come. But then just as I start to utter that type of phrase... I, I get frustrated with the my predecessors that not the Brandons but or the Bob Nelsons, but the ones who weren't living the real life that were just trying to play the game and throw out these phrases, glory to God this, glory to God that. I, I don't want to be lumped in with those guys. And that's what stops me. And so I'm actually in a long, long growth journey with God right now is what does it look like for me to invite God into my business? You know, is it praying? You know, my most recent start was in the last year. I started praying before we do meals. So we'll do like Friday afternoon meals. Oh, every now and then with my staff. And I don't, I mean, some of them are Christians. Some of them aren't, you know, they come and go. The ones that are, the ones that aren't. So I started that. 
and it's okay. You know, I still feel a little bit like I'm lumped in with the, you know, Christian that they knew that prayed a bunch, but was a horrible person, a cheat, a jerk. But then I've got to just live that out and trust that I'm not going to be given that reputation. Or if I am, I'll be able to prove it out. But then some of them are kind of cheesy and they go along with this like cheesy perspective of Christianity that I don't like. So I'm in a journey of what does it look like, God? What do you want me to do? How do I acknowledge you in my business? How do I say, what does it look like for me to be a Christian business leader? What do, what do my words say? What do, what, what does that look like? So I'm in a slow progress process. It's coming along just mm, slowly, but <laughs> it's, it's coming along. I think that's what I'm trying to say. It's coming along. It's a yeah. thing where I'm learning how to be who God wants me to be as a Christian businessman. Sometimes I don't, like most of the time I don't feel like I talk well enough. I don't give enough credit to God. But I've got to trust that he's walking through me on that. Because on the other side, me saying glory to God all day, every day, is probably never going to happen. It just feels <laughs> weird and ugh, to me. Oh, well, now that you've told me that, I'm going to challenge you on that and challenge anybody who listens to this podcast that knows Matt that it should be a lot of glory to God's like whenever we see each other. And uh, So I'm going to tell you something about you, Evan. I knew you were going to do that. Just like push, I was not even going to bring this the out. was right there. I just pushed it. If you hadn't brought out the whole words thing, I was not even going to tell this part of me because I thought the moment I do that, I feel like God Evan's was leading be me. Like, like I was just asking myself, oh, is that like, what you how do? can yeah, I love uh-huh. on Matt right now? He, he was just like, just <laughs> tell him that I love him and that tell yeah. him that I need the glory. I just need the glory, man. Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure God said that to you. I'll write that down. <laughs> hey, man, don't don't discount it. Uh, I think I think one of the things uh, I love what you just said earlier. Um, because I think that like none of us want to be a hypocrite, right? Like, like that word has like a lot of power to it. It's like, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to be a racist. I don't want to be a, a homophobic. I don't want to be like, there's just certain words. It's just like, I don't want to be those things. Like I'm a nice person. I don't want to be those things. But I think that the, what differentiates like you being that is you saying one thing and doing another when I'm specifically yeah. talking about being a hypocrite. So the hard part about that is not necessarily saying the stuff. The hard part is living the stuff. And that goes back to the, what we're, we're talking about uh, in the beginning, which is you can't have, you can't have uh, you know, who I am here be different from who I am there because that is hypocritical. That's, you know, we called it compartmentalized earlier, but it's the same thing. We, we want to be in a situation where like the true, Evan or the true Matt is what you get, no matter what the situation. And I think that the easiest way to pursue that is to have Christ in your relationship with God permeate all of those things. If you're able to do That's that, 100%. You, you're not going to be, you're not going to be hypocritical because they're going to see you living that out. They're going to see you spending time and resources with people. They're going to see you investing in other people. They're going to know that you care because you're actively listening and that you're engaging in their conversation and that you're that person that's there for them. You've demonstrated that through your actions. And so glory to God might be tough, but I think that the harder part is really the walking it day by day and yeah. and really modeling that. I And that's, that's why I love having a person like, Brandon, you know, come because I feel like he's, he's found a balance to where 
it's, I can be bold in my faith. I can talk about what I am. I can say, yes, we're a Christian business. Yes, we're into kingdom business. Yes, this is Christian leadership. And there's not that person in, in the back of the rooms like, ah, I remember talking to Brandon and he marked up a car way more than he should have and took advantage of all these people. And I don't, I don't believe that. Like that guy is fake. I don't, I don't, I haven't met anybody that's had that interaction with Brandon because I, I think that Brandon is consistent across the board. That's what I want to be. I think that's what you want to be. So for us as a brotherhood and, and us as a, as a group of guys that are kind of striving in that direction, that's the importance of spending that time, being intentional with that time, pursuing Christ, being intentional with the people that we hang around with, being intentional with including Christ in our time and our resources, because it all comes back together. At some point, it's all going to come together. But the the really important point, point is at some point, we're going to have a conversation with God and he's going to say, why were you different over here than over here? I gave you all these opportunities to impact other people and you didn't take them. And it was because you were you're prideful. You were concerned about yourself. You didn't trust me. That's not the conversation I want to have. Yeah, no kidding. That's good. That's good. All right, Matt. Well, I, I, I feel like we really kind of dug a little deep into this, but I really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, brothers, uh, every, it's usually the first Friday of every month, but the, the next brotherhood breakfast is coming up is actually the second Friday of the month. So because of the Labor Day holiday. So if you're listening to this, make sure you get your tickets, make sure you check it out. Uh, there's also a Fathered by God small group coming up. So again, if you're listening to this and you haven't had a chance to sign up for that, check that out as well. Other than that, brothers, remember, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God and honor the King. We'll catch you on the next podcast. <laughs>